Ride through the city like Brennan Shop. I'm on a mission to get it all. Ride through the city like Brennan Shop. If you ain't thick, please don't get involved. And now, Brendan Thick Boy Shop. What is up, fam? Monday morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. Happy, happy Monday, January 23rd. It is 10 a.m. in lovely Los Angeles. Fresh off the plane from Tampa Bay, Florida. Your boy did some deep sea fishing. Check that. Deep sea fishing we were supposed to, but the weather was too bad, so we stayed kind of along the shoreline there. Um, here's the thing they don't tell you when you do uh, deep sea fishing or any ocean fishing. I, I grew up fishing in freshwater, but when you do um, saltwater fishing in the ocean, Dolphins are not your friends. I didn't know this. My brother's like, oh, cool, sweet dolphins. The guy, our uh, tour guide, the fishing guide was like, no, this is bad. See, if there's dolphins in the area, they're going to eat all the uh, the fish, scare all the fish away. He's like, so we got to find places where there's no dolphins. So I caught that fish. I was the only one that caught a fish for three hours that day. Nice. I caught the one fish there. And I apparently you said you need to teach me how to hold a rod. Yeah. How, yeah. Uh, what should I have done? But I said also a great catch. So I made the comment positive. I dig it. All right. So what should I have done? So the rod, it's a spinning rod. Yeah. So you, there's like a, where, it, where it's attached to the rod, you're uh -huh. supposed to put it right here like that. Oh. Not word. in the back. Oh, you meant like my grip. Yeah, just the grip of it. But is there, is there any technique as far as when you reel it in? Should I try and station it, like station it like here? I'm no, like, no, no. So as long as your drag is set correctly, uh -huh. the drag is what allows your reel to, yeah. to give out a little Flow line. out there. Yeah. So as long as you, when it's, when it's actually pulling, you let it. Go when it stops pulling, then you lift your rod tip up and then reel down. Oh, lift, word! Yeah, just back and forth like that. Yep, but fish are but you friends. caught a fish? Fish are friends, not food. So I put them back in the water. <laughs> it's a snook too. It's a it's, snook. Yeah, a little snooky there. Caught it. Caught it. I was pretty crunk too. I was hoping for a real fight, but that thing didn't put too much of a. He wasn't that small either. No, I mean snook get huge. Oh, but that they? Was That's still a smaller size. snook. Yeah. I mean, when you think ocean, I was like, man, we're going to catch it. We're talking like big fish, tuna, marlins. He's like, no. Um, but he was saying there's some trout, some saltwater trout. There is. Uh, That's what he's saying around this area, like yeah, some trout, some red, red fins. Not I red fin trouts. I don't know. He was this dude, fourth generation. Speckle trout. Speckle trout. Yeah, there's some is, of yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, the dolphins are haters, dude. <laughs> dolphins are real fish cock blocks. My brother's like, oh, those dolphins are so sweet. And he's like trying to get them on camera. I'm like, what are you doing? I'll Google a picture of a dolphin for you, dude. You, you're just getting these shitty, blurry, like, fins. Look, I Google, I'm like, look, dolphin, I'll send that to you. But, yeah, it's not good when dolphins are around. So we, we left, went up the way. Dolphins are like, cool, dude. They followed us. They, they don't, they're just, just haters, man. Just stay on you. They're beautiful creatures, but you don't want them around while you're fishing. Yeah. But something was going on because there's an FBI and uh, investigation team walking around the water. So I'm like, oh, they're looking for a body for sure. I've seen way too much first 48. It's exactly what they're doing. Mm. But uh, shout out to Tampa, man. One of my, I, mean, I, I could live in Tampa. I could definitely live in Tampa. Definitely live in Tampa, man. Uh, I I would probably move, I'd move to Florida before I moved to Texas. If I if I were to move, would you move to Florida, Jen? If we had to, you know, yeah. I would. Yeah. That's interesting. I go fishing all the time. Oh, dude. I can see why people, I mean, the whole, that town's just fishing. Yeah. You know, Tampa also has a deep mafia history, too. Didn't know deep that. mafia history, yeah. You ever seen that Ben Affleck movie? 
Um, I forget what it's called, but uh, I watched it on the plane. It's one of my favorite Ben Affleck movies. But he he's uh Was it Jeremy Renner in it? No, he's a mob guy. You're thinking of the town. This no, is the called town, yeah. um something night. But uh it's Ben Affleck and he's a uh Boston Irish mob guy and they send him to Tampa to run all the hooch. Great movie. <laughs> Great movie. It's in it's in Ebor City where oh, live, live by, by night. night. Great movie. And uh it's in Ebor City where that's where the Tampa improv is at. And that's one of the oldest clubs in the country, too. So, yeah, so it was filmed in Georgia because of the tax incentives. So people in Tampa are pissed. But they just recreated Ebor City. It's just like a strip, 7th Street. It's just a strip. Mm. Ebor City, after 10 p.m., turns into um, Night of the Living Dead. It turns into freaking, it's tough. But, yeah, it's gorgeous out there, man. Slower vibe. Feel like that fit your vibe, Jen? You <laughs> just know, a bunch just of old retirees. Not really in Tampa. That's more like uh, Naples and Palm Beach. That, mm. It's more of like there's. It's a cool vibe, but it's just like you know, Florida, Florida yeah. vibe. You know, everyone's just around fishing, eating fish sandwiches. It's a good time, good time. But uh, yeah, your boy caught a fish. Didn't kill it though. Um, let's get into it though, because there were some big UFC fights going on. Big UFC fights, I split in the green room. I was able to tweet out live during the fights, but then also we had the fights going on, and then we also had the NFL playoffs going on. And NFL playoffs are popping right now. If I could dream of a Super Bowl for me, if I had to pick with the teams remaining, I'd like it to be the Bengals versus the Niners. Niners are my team left in the playoffs this year. McCaffrey's my brother from another much more athletic mother. And uh, I root for the Niners right now. We'll see if they get done against the Birds. It's going to be a tough one. They look fucking good. And then uh, Jordan, uh, yeah, Burroughs, Joe Burroughs has freaking uh, the Chiefs number. So we'll see. We'll see, man. Especially that high ankle sprain with Patrick Mahomes. People think it's a big deal. I do. But uh, so between the NFL playoffs, TV's popping around. Between the NFL playoffs and then you got uh, you had UFC in Brazil going down. Jamal Hill, Glover Texera. The whole card in general was either really quick finishes or just lopsided beatdowns. You know, it was a good card. Um, oh, where do you start with this? I mean, the MVPs of the night, there's a few. You'd have to get to the, the Bonfim twins, right? Mm -hmm. Twins, brothers. Are they twins or brothers? They look exactly the same, so I assume twins. Or they're just really, really identical looking brothers that in the english language we refer to as twins but it's tough they're just brothers they it look so brothers. similar but man what a debut now paul feller got a little zealous and was like best debut of all time like whoa dude you ever heard of joe lozon you ever heard of anderson silva you've seen big nogs debut i mean there's some big time debuts out there but these bro best brother debut Probably the first brothers. I mean, you know, you got the Miller brothers, you have Lozon. There's not too many brothers, right? Mm -hmm. I can't remember. But for them to be on the same card, my God. That uh, that knockout, which I hate to see it because I'm a Terrence McKinney fan. Yeah. Big Terrence McKinney fan. I hate to see him go out like that. But uh, that that flying knee KO where McKinney reached for the leg cause, and he thought he was good because he jumped with the right. And you could see was you like, all right, if he's it I see McKenney's thinking that he's like, all right, since that leg's in there, I'm gonna go for that one, take him down. But he faked it. Bam. Yeah. I mean, just walk off. Bam. 
bad, bad, bad. Yeah, we won't play this, but yeah. Yeah, the highlight Chin's, on Chin's playing the highlight of the knockout. I just hate, you hate to see it. Mm-hmm. I like McKinney. Shit happens. He's a young fighter. He'll bounce back, but I'm a big fan of that dude. Great follow on Twitter as well. He was going hard at uh, my boy Robbie at Barstool. Really? Because, yeah, because, you know, when I, I get it too, you know, when a fighter gets knocked out and, the, like, those sites are, like, glorifying it, like, oh, you know, flatline, like, you know, almost – there's a difference between reporting the news and then poking fun at the guy for mm-hmm. a failure, you know? Yeah. So it's a fine line, and McKinney was like, this is why I don't fuck with Barstool, man. What did Robbie do? He posted something. I, 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 don't, I don't know exactly. Listen, I, I, you know, clearly you guys know I, I mess with Barstool. I love Barstool and the boys and what they represent. Um, it's a tricky thing when a new company comes in um, to the UFC. You know, it's very, it's a, the, the fan base takes a while for them to warm up to. And if you disrespect the fighters a little bit or they think you're a, just a basically a casual checking in, which I don't think Barstool is, but, but you still don't. Didn't take Robbie as a guy who would write a whole article dedicated to disrespecting a professional See, scroll fighter. up because it's it. See, here's the problem. Tim McKinney gets knocked out cold just hours after claiming Barstool didn't know sports. Oh, so this is, it says Barstool. Barstool Sports, but obviously this must be Robbie writing it then. Yes, yeah, okay. he's their, he's their MMA guy. And Robbie's yeah. a, a really good kid. You, you just you gotta be careful with that because you, you're gonna you're gonna piss a lot of people off, which isn't necessarily terrible because you look at that 106 retweets. It depends what you're going for. But when you you got to be careful though because you got to realize when you sc- scroll back up to mm-hmm. so it has 3.8 million views, which is clearly a big post, right? Yeah. But Terrence McKenna gets knocked out cold, so that's disrespectful, right? Terrence McKinney gets knocked out cold just hours after claiming Barstool didn't know sports. The problem with that is it's a little disrespectful because, yeah, he got knocked out cold, but him getting knocked out cold has nothing, has nothing to do yeah. with him saying Barstool didn't know sports. But that's, you know, you could argue Terrence McKinney fired, you know, shots first, being, you know, saying, yo, Barstool doesn't know sports. So they're like, oh, really? We well, just got knocked out. But that it doesn't, one's a professional athlete, the other's, you know, they're, it's Barstool. It's a, a media in, enterprise. So it, it, you always got to be t- careful with that. That's yeah. why I don't like uh, I don't like really re- like reposting and retweeting knockouts of fighters, like glorifying them, like, oh, damn, he got fucked up. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't get down with that because I know how that feels. I know what that guy's going through. I remember know? we had an issue with someone. I don't know. I'm not going to say which team, but someone would tag the people that got knocked out in a post and then you were upset about it i, I didn't like it either it was just like it's just you don't tag that oh, person big boy? Yeah. oh no this is before oh I'm yeah like, i don't want to say like yeah, yeah when but yeah yeah i'm sure yeah i was just like hey oh i know what you're talking about i was like hey man that's not what i do no yeah like, we don't tag like oh check this crazy knockout this guy got fucked up it's like yeah. whoa what are you that's so disrespectful a lot of these guys are my friends too man mm-hmm. like don't i wouldn't want somebody to do that to me like, you know, blast that. I'm like, look at this guy. Yeah. Most embarrassing moment of his life. Check it out. How cool fun is this? It's like, no, dude. For, you know, I guess McKinney took shots at Barstool. So that's, you're dealing with, you know, guys who don't fight. So that's their way of getting back at it. You know, it's, it's a tough gig. It's a tough gig. But for Robbie, you got to be careful disrespecting the fighters a little bit there. You know, mm-hmm. McKinney's not a huge name right now, but he'll get there, man. The kid's talented. Yeah. And he has, you know. He has not only is he talented inside the octagon, but he's also a fun follow, entertaining dude. Great like, story. He checks a lot of boxes, yeah. man. And look, look at this. No hard feelings. I was off and he was sharp. It happens. On to the next one. So they took shots together afterwards. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's cool. And that knee, like that kid, it's not like he got outclassed. That shit, shit happens. Yep. It's yeah, MMA. Yeah. It's the worst sport to bet on. 
Let's take a little break from me talking about this fisticuffs going on in the slap league, baby. Uh, Springfield, Missouri. I will see you next week, February 4th and 5th. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Springfield, Missouri. I'm off to Naples, Florida. And I think that is, what is that? February 16th and 18th, Naples, Florida. Then one night in Bakersfield, California, February 23rd. That thing is almost sold out. One night, one show only in Bakersfield, California. February 16th, 18th. I'm in Naples, Florida. And then in February, please scroll up, Jen. February 3rd and 4th, Springfield, Missouri. So come get some Springfield, Missouri. You're up. Baby, baby, take that thickboy.com. This episode of the Shop Show is brought to you by my friends at DraftKings. Four NFL teams remain. Two conference championship games. Only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs. With DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer. You can feel the, wow, you can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take a shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Listen, you got Cincy, you got the Chiefs, you got Burrow, Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Owns Mahomes, and I'm rooting for Cincy. I want a Cincy versus 49ers Super Bowl, baby. The 49ers have been telling you for a hot second. Once Samuel, Bosa, now they get McCaffrey. Purdy's a beast. Once they're all moving, I think they can get done against the Birds. I'm taking the Niners and Cincy. I think they're both dogs. I always root for the dogs, so get you some. Let's go, Niners. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code SHOPSHOW, S-C-H-A-U-B, SHOW. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championship and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SHOPSHOW. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. January is coming to an end, but listen, if you want to get in on on its new sale, the all-new you sale, you better hurry up and get on it. That's right. My friends at Onnit are doing something special January to get your new year started on the right foot. Throughout January, get 20% off supplements and nutrition, 10% off fitness, 50% off digital items. That also means Alpha Brain's in there, the best nootropic on the planet, or you can pick it up at Walmart. But right now, save 10% when you use onit.com slash shop. You save 10% off the entire site. Even the things I didn't just tell you about, you save 10% off everything when you go onit.com slash shop, streaming fitness, at-home fitness, kettlebells, steel club, mace, battle ropes, fish oil, krill oil, protein powders, warrior bars, they got it all for you guys. They're also doing this cool thing, the new All You On It 6 Challenge, a six-week workout lifestyle program with over $36,000 in prize money up for grabs. The challenge helps you connect with others in the On It community so you can support each other, keep each other accountable, achieve your goals, do it together, and win money like thirty-six grand in the process. That's onit.com slash shop. Tempts off the entire site of the best supplements on planet Earth. Now let's get back to the program. Mm-hmm. Speaking of betting, I told everyone and their mom that I knew to bet on. I was like, my lock of the weekend, it's not the Eagles, it's not the Niners, it's not the Chiefs, right? Uh, it's not the Bengals. It's uh, a fight this weekend, Paul Craig over Johnny Walker. You get Paul Craig's resume. You know He's beat the champ in Jamal Hill. He's beat a lot of good guys, faced tough competition. Johnny Walker's jiu-jitsu is not great. I'm always a little, I always doubt a little bit where Johnny Walker's headspace is at. You know, it's in Brazil. There's a lot of pressure there. I like Paul Craig. I said, he's my lock. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's MMA, dude. Yeah. You never know. 
reach for that single, just gets his head beaten. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, well, fuck. Like Paul Craig's a savage dude. He's beat a lot of good guys. I just looked at his resume, the matchup. I mean, there's a reason why they had him as a dog, but still, man, I just, I was like, yeah, if you want to make money, that's the bet. I told my my brother's uh, wife to bet on it. She's a big better. Really? And she texts my brother and she's like, why would Brendan do this to us? <laughs> I was like, hey, man, if it was for sure, I'd bet my life savings on it. I would never bet that much money on MMA. It's, it shit happens. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, so Johnny Walker looked pretty good. And he said, John Jones, I'm coming for you. I was like, that's a, okay. Well, he's a heavyweight. Dude. I know. Let's focus on just getting on track on light heavyweight, but he got on track there. Um, so that fight was good. The Jessica Andrade, Lauren Murphy. Again, these are, you're talking about shutouts. You know what I'm saying? That was my only issue with the card. Quick knockout, which is great. Finish, highlight finish. Or they're just lopsided where you're just like, come on. You want the fight to hurry up. You're like, there's no way this is coming like Lauren Murphy's skill set in that fight, no disrespect at all to Jessica Andrade, it's just not there. So the chance of like a Hail Mary, like a big bomb, you know, at women's flyweights, really not going to happen. The chance of her having the skill set to submit a Jessica Andrade is not great. So it's just like this lopsided, you know, fight. It's like watching college football went 60 to zero in the second quarter. You're like, all right, I'm good. Can we, is there any way we can just go to another game? And ABC or ESPN will go to another game. Like, we get it. When fighting, we got to just stick through it. Lauren Murphy, you know, God bless her. So goddamn tough, man. Jesus Christ. Um, then Gilbert Burns, uh, you know, I love Neil Magny. Unfortunately, complete nightmare of a matchup for him. You know, yeah. jiu-jitsu's his Achilles heels at a high level. That, yeah. I, yeah, it's yeah. tough, tough. Then Gilbert Burns gets on the mic. First of all, Gilbert Burns, is that head and shoulders? What is that man using for that? <laughs> is there that something? Mane? My God. That little, like, Brazilian afro he gets going on. He's putting an acai in his hair. That shit is glorious my god man he looks like a uh like one of the other news channels on anchorman 2 it's just like that throwback like 70s look his mane is gorgeous how like head and shoulders or someone doesn't come along and give that dude a sponsor i don't know they don't have a picture of him with his hair i'll find it maybe it's just time but either way he looked phenomenal then called out uh colby covington yeah. colby covington I'm down for that. Covington and him would be a good fight. I really want Covington and uh, Hamzat, though. Yeah, look at his little... Uh, that, that it's not even there. Tight here. curls. Oof, this look is at insane. that. That's out of the shower. Fresh, daddy. It's like a... And on the, like the Chia Pettish. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that's not racist at all, but you know, just Chia Pettish. No, sure. It's like super thick. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is just... And it's, it's the condition and shiny and... Yeah. Man, just tight curls. No dryness, no broke ends. It's just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it might have the best hair in the UFC right now. That thing is popping, <laughs> dude. I don't know how they don't give him a hair sponsor. Um, so Gilbert looked fantastic. And then you had uh, you get to the championship fights. You had the co-main event and the main event. Co-main event, Brand Moreno, Figueredo. So I, went, I was on stage when this fight was going down, and I had to come back, rewind it. Everyone's like, oh, they stopped it, man. Eye poke. I'm like, ah, damn, that's, that's a bummer. I'm like, yeah, but Moreno's up on the cards. So then I go back and watch. I'm like, oh, that's not an eye poke. Mm-mm. That's a punch. Mm-hmm. So he closes his eye to a punch. And you got to be more surprised because they show it in slow motion. Brad Moreno, when he throws, his like, wrist is like limp and just like all this hits him. It looked like a thumb or like this part. Like right there goes right in the eye. That's a punch. Mm-hmm. That's a, the punch was what made the fight stop. That's fighting. Nothing wrong with that. I also had Bram Reno pitching a shutout. 
I had them up three nothing. I think the official scorecards had it two to one. Is that right, Chin? First round they gave to Figueroa on the official scorecards, but I had him pitching a shutout and I had him, you know, even if that fight didn't get stopped, he's going to win that thing. Dude, that, what round, I forget what round it was in. Was it the second, that, that grappling exchange they had where uh, Moreno takes him down, he reverses it, and then he kicks back and then he goes right into it, then Figueroa gets him in a guillotine, like that high level grappling, man. So the, uh, what's that? Is that the scorecards right there? Let's see. Yeah, right here. That's Hill, uh, Figueroa. Yeah, so they what's it? So they had uh, two one. Yeah, two one. I, I had it three nothing. I, I had a pitch and a shutout, but still, he was up two one when they stopped that and it stopped due to a, a punch. That rivalry is over. That thing's done, set, cooked. No more. We don't need a fifth fight out of that. Now, Figueroa going up to one. When he put his gloves down, I'm like, no way he's retiring. That'd be yeah. such a shame. He's such a savage. Because he's a 125er who hits like a 55 or 70-pounder. He's fantastic. And he's so fast. His technique's ridiculous. Skill's ridiculous. Talent's crazy. Him going up to 135, I absolutely. The matchups there, absolutely love this idea. Look at his eye. Yeah. I love the idea of him at 35. You look up the matchups at 35, this dude's going to be a problem. I mean, dude, look at those fights. Who wouldn't you want to see him fight out of those guys? Him versus Corey Sandhagen? Like, because of his stature um, at 125, he, you're going to get a top five guy. So you think about him versus Corey Sandhagen, who has a fight coming up against uh, our boy um, Cheeto, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if Corey Sandhagen, Marlon Vera would be fantastic. Uh, Marab, Peter Yan, Sean O'Malley. Nuts, dude. Now, we'll see how he looks, but I think 35, he's actually, here's what's crazy to say. At 35, he's actually going to be better. He's not depleting his body of all those nutrients. Those, the weight cuts, he looked, I thought he looked awful at the weigh-ins. I mean, he's ready to go and talk to all that shit, but just, you just see in his face, he looked ill. Now, at 35, you don't have to cut those 10 pounds. He's going to be a problem. I'm excited to see what he does at 35. 35 is so mother truck and stack, bro. And you add Figueroa, good lord, dude. Good freaking lord. Our boy got a fight, right? Go down. I think he's 13. Adrian Yanez. Yeah. What? Um, that's my guy. Who the fuck? Did you get Rob Font? Yes, that's who it is, Rob Font. And he also joined OnlyFans recently. Adrian what, Yanez. Oh, what's he doing on that? I guess they're trying to like, you know, they don't want it to be all about, you know, sexual stuff. Yeah. So he, I guess he's going to be doing a lot of behind the scenes kind of, you know, just, you know, sparring and training kind of footage. But it's an OnlyFans. Yeah, I think they just need to hire a marketing team to like get that out there because we tell me OnlyFans like, damn, Adrian, <laughs> yeah, damn, dog. Oh, Rockhold does their like update. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they just need yeah, to do a better marketing job of it. As far as like, hey, we're not just here to, you know, it's more than just girls sucking wiener, right? Or guys doing butt stuff, you know. Okay. Like I hear Adrian. Giannis is on his name is OnlyFans shirt on shit. Yeah. Can you tell I'm excited about my new partnership? Excited to work with OnlyFans to give you guys more behind the scene content. Yes, give me oh, oh look at Kat. Welcome to the club. <laughs> what them feet do, Adrian, dog. Let's see what that dick do, baby. <laughs> how, how much money are you trying to make, dog? Get that asshole out, dog. <laughs> Get that asshole out. Get them cheeks out, son. 
Just him and a thong every Monday. Monday thong. I'm sure there's dudes out there that would enjoy it probably. Oh, yeah. You make a lot of money, mm-hmm. man. Just you sell yourself to the devil there. But, hey, what can you do? But, yeah, Brad Moreno, man. Uh, that thing's over. We don't need a fifth fight. And the main event, Jamal Hill, Glover takes era. There's a lot of questions on Jamal Hill going this fight, right? He's ranked number eight the light heavyweight division. Are the guys seven through you know one? Could you argue that they're better, more skilled based off what we've seen them do prior to this fight? Sure, there's argument there. Remember, Anthony Smith was supposed to fight Jamal Hill, so Jamal Hill took this fight on a shorter notice than he's usually planning for. He's also coming off Dana White Contender Series. When did he come off Dana White Contender Series, Jen? Can you go to that? Mm-hmm. First Contender Series champ. First Contender Series champ. I thought it was gonna be Sugar. If you would told me it'd be Jamal Hill this fast. Would have called you a liar, but life is crazy. You never know how it's going to go. God, yeah. The Dana White Contender oh, Series. Wikipedia. Yeah. Dana White Contender Series produces by far the biggest stars. If you're a manager, I don't get how in your right mind you can go, why don't you go on the Ultimate Fighter? It's like, what? Or just do Dana White Contender Series. He received Dana White 2019. Dude, so three years. So three years since he's on Dana White Contender Series, three <laughs> years of him fighting the UFC, he's in the light heavyweight champ of the world. And you look at his run to the title, you know, there's been, definitely been tougher runs. Like, so he started with um, his first fight. So he had Dana White Contender Series, right? He wins TKO. Then he fights Darko in uh, January 2020. Um, so literally almost fucking January 25th. So he, three years almost to the fucking date, and then he's light heavyweight champion, come from Dana White Contender Series, which is nuts. So he fights Darko, beats him, decision. Um, then he beats uh, Oven St. Prue, lost to Paul Craig. After that, lost to Paul Craig. So he's starting the UFC. There's no uh, contest, so he's 1-1, one 2-1. One, two one. He's 2-2. Two two. So he's 2-2 two two in June of 2021. June of 2021, after I lost to Paul Craig, I told you to be light heavyweight champion of the world. You'd be like, dude, what drugs are you taking? Then he fights Jimmy Crute, right? Not, you know, KO, punch uh, performance of the night. Then he fights Johnny Walker. That was a great one. KO, performance of the night. Then he fights Thiago Santos, fight of the night, knocks him out. And then basically beating Jimmy Crute, Johnny Walker, Thiago Santos, then he gets Glover. Now, part of this is just timing right mm-hmm. because you had the fight with Jan and yuri go down the way it went and then Jan blows his shoulder out so he has to relinquish mm-hmm. the title and then oh, that, yuri. that yeah yuri mm-hmm. so then that fight's like up in the air right and then they need to do something so then glover you know he's has one fight left and you're not gonna get glover's Jan again so then jamal hill steps up they're going to be more polar opposite. You're talking about Glover Texera, to me, too, as great as Crazy's had, I mean, Hall of Famer, first bout Hall of Famer, one of the most respected fighters to ever do it in the UFC. Here's the shame. He didn't even get to the UFC in his prime. You guys are seeing, you're seeing Glover Texera at the tail end of his career when he started in the UFC. His fights against Rampage Jackson, all that stuff. He was, because of his visa in Brazil, he couldn't get over here in his prime. Imagine if Glover Texera started and was able to get here and didn't have those work visa issues, possibly the greatest light heavyweight of all time. When he fought John, he, he wasn't young, dude. He's talking about a guy with a lot of miles on by the time he got to the UFC and when still became champion, still lived up to the height. Mm-hmm. He was always this Brazilian boogeyman 
who was Chuck Liddell's kind of protege. I mean, he's fought everybody. Dude, he fought Rico Rodriguez, for God's sakes. Marvin so Eastman. School. He fought Rico Rodriguez in 2011. Then he got to the UFC in 2012. And it wasn't like a young chicken. wasn't in his prime then either. Because of the work visa issues, we, you know, we got a late start on him. But yeah, phenomenal career. But him and Jamal Hill, you're talking about a, a guy, young guy in his prime. We didn't know how good he was going to be. There's like two opposite ships sailing through the night. And then finally, because of just whatever, because of circumstances, they have to fight. It's a perfect storm for Jamal Hill to be a light heavyweight champion of the world. Now, is he the best light heavyweight on earth? I don't know. He answered a lot of questions Saturday night in Brazil. When you think of a kid with his experience only fighting the UFC for three years with no really huge key wins, you know, for him to fight Glover Texera in Brazil, five rounds, a lot of questions, questions about his grappling, questions about his cardio, questions, can he go five rounds, questions, how's he going to deal with the magnitude of being a title fight? Check, check, check. There's, he was just this kind of, you know, um, there's so many questions going in this fight. He's just this unknown, unproven fighter where it's like, man, Glover should beat him, you know? But then you look, you think how much better he got from the Dos Santos fight to this fight, you know? He's been taking down before, been taking down a bunch. And this fight, he looked pretty damn good. He looked really good. I think he's a brown belt now, so definitely knows what he's doing down there. To Glover's level, no. Um, now, back to the question, is he the best light heavyweight on the planet? Well, right now he is. But you look at the the remaining schedule for him and the potential opponents coming up, he gets a little dicey. But I can't say that he's going to be outclassed by all these guys. So Rackets out of there, right? Um, due to injury, Jan could be the fight. Ankalev is by far his toughest test. Glover's retired. Uh, years going through the shoulder surgery, and then Jamal Hill's your champ. You know, so he lost to the number nine guy, Paul Craig. Um, he beat Johnny Walker at twelve, so he's beat, and then he lost Jimmy Crute, right? So he's beat uh three guys who are currently ranked. One's retired in his run to the light heavyweight title and lost to a guy who's ranked. So it's not exactly the most impressive resume to get to the top, but that's his story, man. You know, it's going to be tough. Paul Craig. Paul Craig is what he lost. Paul Craig, yes. And he beat, so he beat Jimmy Crute, ranked. Beat Johnny Walker, ranked. Beat Santos, who's ranked at the time. Beat Glover, who's ranked. So, you know, one, two, three, four to get there, not bad. And he lost to Paul Craig, who's ranked. You know, strength of schedule, not terrible. There's definitely been tougher paths to the light heavyweight title. Light heavyweight right now, I don't care, and this isn't a knock on Jamal Hill. I don't care who you are, Yuri, whoever you are. That belt can get passed around, I think. It's going to be so tough to defend that belt. You're getting a few champions, which is insane, which is great. It's entertaining, but you're not getting another John Jones run. Not happening for a long, long time. I think that belt can get passed around. But I think for people to write Jamal Hill off is kind of crazy because him versus Yuri. Yeah, now all these fights, Yuri, uh, Magomed Ankalaev, uh, Jan Blakovich, uh, Rakic, Anthony Smith. I, I feel like he'd probably be favored in Anthony Smith fight. Outside Anthony Smith, anybody in the top five, he'll probably be an underdog defending his title, which not a bad fight to bet on because he's only getting better. He's only been doing it for three years in the UFC. Think how much of a leap he made in this Glover fight. Now, granted, it's an older Glover 
Glover couldn't find the timing, the distance, couldn't figure out the jab. Speed was an issue and just got lit up. But um, think how much better he's going to be in the next fight. So against Ankalive, yeah, he's going to be an underdog because Ankalive wants to wrestle his ass off. Jan, he's going to be an underdog. Racket, underdog. Yuri, underdog. Anthony Smith, probably pretty close, even lines there. But it's, it's, it's tough to say, oh, you know, I think he's going to lose his next fight. I don't know. This kid's pretty fucking good, dude. You know, we're, he's getting better every single fight. Doesn't come from a super camp either. So, I mean, hats off to him, man. It's just perfect timing. He took advantage of it. Can't hate him for that. But I, I do think it's fun now because I would like to see the Anthony Smith fight. I'd like to see the Jan fight. I'd assume he fights Anklov next, which is by far his toughest matchup in the top five. Depending on what the UFC wants to do. And again, timing. But I wouldn't count him out against Yuri, against uh, Ankalaev, against Jan, against Rakic, especially against Anthony Smith. He's going to do pretty well in those fights. So it's weird to me right now people writing him off. You know? It's weird. But shout out to Jamal Hill, man. Insane story. Insane story. And his raw emotion, too, after he won. Yeah, that was nice. That was cool to see. Good for him, man. Good dude, too. We have him on Food Truck. I'm sure we post some clips leading up to this. Good, good dude, man. But yeah, it was a fun night overall. He had a lot of shutouts and some quick knockouts. Let's take another little break here. Springfield, Missouri. I will see you February 4th and 5th. That is next Thursday. I'm sorry, that's next Friday, Saturday, February 3rd and 4th. Springfield, Missouri, February 3rd and 4th. Next Friday, Saturday only. The Naples, February 16th through the 18th. Bakersfield, California, one night, one show only, February 23rd. Get your tickets at thickboy.com. But this isn't about my tour, the OE Thick Tour. This is about the best Kratom on the planet from my friends at Happy Hippo. Now, they have all sorts of ways that you can get trusted Kratom. Kratom is the Wild West like CBD back in the day. But right now, you, you got to kind of know what companies to trust. And I ask Happy Hippo to be part of my shows because I trust Happy Hippo. I trust their Kratom. I bring on the road with me in the green rooms, on the planes, in studio here. It's all over. I always have Happy Hippo on me. I use the little concentration shot. They have the cherry concentration shot. They got the new butterscotch concentration shot. It's high-level Kratom. One little shot. Boom. Boom. And you're solving problems. Your brain's fired up. It's my limitless pill. You can save 20% off when you use the promo code THICK23. That's THICK with three C's. 23, THICK23. Go to happyhippo.com, promo code THICK23. You save 20% off forever. Use the code as many times as you want. Share with your friends, your aunts, your uncles, your boy on Twitch, whatever you want to do. THICK23, happyhippo.com, 20% off. You're welcome. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Now let's get back to the program. What else you got, Jen? This is uh, a look at Jamal Hill. This is kind of, it went viral because Jamal Hill's corner put water on his head. And then I'll just show you this clip. And this should be fine, but watch. Oh. Crazy, right? Yeah, it's like a uh, fruit punch Gatorade celebration. Out of nowhere, too. 
nah, just drenched curious, his head. Is, yeah, is that his blood or is that Apparently Glover's? it's Glover's blood. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that looked pretty damn crazy. That's pretty cool. And then Yuri posted on his Instagram. I'm coming. I'm coming! Congratulations. I'm coming. I'm coming! So he's calling out Jamal Hill there, just saying, I'm coming. It was like the end of a, a weird Batman movie when, like, the Joker, <laughs> like, the credits are over and they just pop that in. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Yeri's a wild, a wild boy, man. A wild, violent dude. That's a great fight. I'd love to see it. Mm -hmm. As long as his shoulder's, you know, good by that time, hopefully. Yes. But again, Jamal Hill's not one just to assume he's going to lose his belt, you know? Mm -hmm. Kid has fucking skills, man. His. Like his accuracy yeah. and the power is yeah. insane. Yeah. Give me a prompt for any of these guys. Yeah. No one's going to steamroll him. No one's going to be like a crazy. Ankle is going to be the biggest favorite because of his wrestling. Yeah. But outside that, give me a prompt for these guys, man. For sure. Uh, this is real quick, but Jose Aldo was inducted into the Hall of Fame. They announced it on the broadcast. Hell yeah. And he was like, you know, crying, kissing his coach and kissing his wife and all that's that stuff. Cool, so man. that's, yeah, that's cool. And he was saying him and, uh, I saw him and McGregor actually buddies. Yes. So there's a bunch of different buddy things that happened here. Yeah. And he said McGregor left uh, red panties on his door yeah. the night before they fought. <laughs> yeah. Gangsta. How funny is Legendary, that, dude? dude? So they said that they're, I guess they're friends that they follow each other on Instagram. They kind of have dialogue on Instagram. That's cool. And he's like, how could I hate, you know, people were asking if I want a rematch. I'm like, no, nah, I'm over that. He's cool. And then also like, why would I want to hate on this guy? He gave me the most money that yeah. I've ever had. In well, the you like, remember, Jose Aldo is one of the best to ever do it, but it was never really a household name until the rivalry of him mm -hmm. and Connor. Connor and him were the perfect peanut butter and jelly combination, man. You need that. You need that adversary. That's yeah. And Connor brought, brought that out. Got him to the forefront where even if you, you just – Ruined for Aldo, even if you didn't know who he was, you're ruined against him because you couldn't stand Connor, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, all right, let's just go to this real quick. This is pretty kind of pretty uh, big breaking news as well. Jake Paul, Tommy Fury, once again, they agree to a, a boxing match, and it's it sounds like it's 25th. going down. It should. If you if Tommy Fury bails out oh this my one, God. it's going to be Dylan Dana shit, yeah. Dude. God, dog. So there you go. I'll take Jake Paul in under four rounds. <laughs> Same. Easy. I got Easy Jake Paul. Work. No. Easiest yeah. fight he's had in his career. Mm -hmm. And where's it? Where's it? Is it happening in like Saudi Arabia or some shit? I think it was Saudi Arabia. Yeah, well, Saudi Arabia. See. It's Saudi Arabia. Okay. Yeah. Get out of here. Uh, yeah, Jake Paul in under four. Yeah, I, without a doubt, man. All right. This is pretty crazy. Valentina Shevchenko, her next opponent is going to be Alexa Grasso. Nice. Yeah. And that's on UFC 285, which is the big card. That's the John, John Jones. Yeah. And we're doing a fight campaign for that. Hell yeah. Bet your sweet, thick ass we are. <laughs> and that's what the card looks like so far. You have John Jones, Cyril Gone right there. I don't need anything else. Take my money. Mm -hmm. You have uh, Reba's fighting. You got my boy, Bo the Nickel. great white American hope, Bo Nickel. You have Neil. Derek Brunson, Duplices, Cody Garbrandt, Julio Ars, uh, Julian Marquez. Yeah, take my money. Just get Penny, take my money. It should be a dope card for sure. Uh, you could just give me John Jones a Bo Nickel. <laughs> uh, Jared Gordon, who just fought Patty Pimble, he's gonna fight. He's gonna face Bobby Green. Gave him a tough one. Fight night, April twenty-two. Good for him. That's a good fight too. Yeah. 
I feel like Jared Gordon, even him beating Patty, I feel like him losing the way he did it gave him more notoriety. Like now for everybody's sure. rooting for him because everyone feels like he won. Yeah, everyone yeah. feels like he got cheated. Yeah. So now, it, like, it actually, I think it's going to end up helping him more than anything. Mm-hmm. Perfect scenario for him. You never want to lose, but if you're going to, that's how you want to lose. Yeah. And this is another quick one. Yes. Ronald he's on that Jr. card too. I don't know if he's on. The, no, this is two, uh, 287. Oh, gotcha. 287. But him, this is what? This is like his second actual UFC fight. Raul Rosas Jr. versus Christian Rodriguez. I had to look up Christian Rodriguez. And uh, he's eight and one. And then he has one loss in the UFC. And then his last um, fight was a win. Joke. Yeah. He lost decision. But that's legit. Eight and one. Raul Ros- Rosas is seven and no. Yeah, but that's what you need for Raul. See where he's at. Mm-hmm. Youngster. You, su- you just want the best for that kid. Youngster. I mean, he's killing it. Um, so this is just John Jones making a statement about his future in the UFC so far. He said he wants to uh, fin- oh, actually get a, get a win over Strogan, then beat Stipe Miocic. And those are the two fights that he can guarantee that he's going to give the fans. But at, at that, after that point, he's going to talk to the UFC what, what, what happens next. I'm with him. I'm with him. And this is what I think happens. I think John Jones beats Sergon. He beats Stipe. Waits for a little bit. I actually think I told you guys, you know, sometimes I know things. I can't say it, confirm out here because people ask me not to. But I told you when Francis made that decision to walk away from the UFC and turn down the most money ever offered to a heavyweight champion, there he had to know there was some guarantee in boxing. I alluded to it. I knew there was smoke where there was fire, that there was conversation of him versus Fury. So the chances of that happen are highly likely. That's why he's able to confidently walk away from the UFC. So you saw Fury come out with that video. Mm-hmm. He wants to do him versus Francis in MMA gloves, and Mike Tyson's the ref. Yep. Mike Tyson's probably not going to be a ref, right? But <laughs> and the, Even the MMA gloves, I don't need. I'd rather just be in boxing. It should be boxing So you can be barefooted, Fury, but it just shows you Fury's. That's why you love him. He's a madman. He's a gypsy. He just wants to fight. Mm-hmm. But for Francis, you can... You know, you hope he made the right choice. He made the right choice because he knows that Fury fights actually didn't come to fruition. That's why I think it's going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Back to John Jones. So John Jones beats Saragon. He beats Stipe. Then he's like, and after that, I'm with him. After that, it's like, well, I'm just going to sit around here. Then he goes back in that weird kind of cruise control. He's just fighting guys just for the payday. Not really, even for legacy. He's not putting his best foot forward. He can't get up for the fights. And heavyweight, you can't really do that because you get clipped. You're fucked. But here, you know, he beats Sergan, beats Stipe. I think Francis fights Fury, comes back to the UFC. That would be incredible. And then John, and then John Jones yeah. ends on the, on the um, maybe one or two Francis fights. If he beats them, then they do a rematch or vice versa. Or there's a trilogy fight there. And that's the end of John Jones' career. Phenomenal career. Best career of all time. Yeah, I mean that would make it even bigger than if they fought right now. Big they time. both big well, yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um, so remember, you were mentioning uh, Francis Ghana was going to be the highest paid heavyweight. Now John Jones's new manager is saying that he is John Jones is now the, the better be. And then he's like second only to Connor, I think, which is payments. insane money. Yeah, the UFC realized that John is the goat, of course. So they were very open to work with us and come to a conclusion of putting together a fair deal. The deal we made for John makes John in the history of the UFC the highest paid heavyweight athlete and overall, I think, probably second highest ever to the next Conor McGregor. That's big boy money. Huge money, yeah. Now, is it including like the, the pay-per-views for Conor too? I'm sure he's probably like incorporating. Yeah, he's that, yeah. 
alluding to that, but I don't know. Uh, this was uh, pretty cool to see. It's uh, John Jones talking about um, Daniel Cormier to Sports Illustrated. I'm not competing against uh, Daniel Cormier. I've already beat him twice. I'm really happy for DC. I love what he's done in his life with his wrestling and broadcasting. I think it's awesome when a fighter can retire, use his voice intelligence to do something that he loves. So I've got nothing but respect for DC. That's great. Yeah, because they had a, a crazy beef. Oh, horrible blow. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you mentioned this before, obviously. Uh, Josie Aldo, Conor McGregor, they're cool too. And then this one I thought was super cool. Gilbert Burns said he met with uh, Colby. He somehow passed Colby Covington at a poker place. The Florida po poker room. Yeah. And then he was like, Col Colby saw him. He's like waving him over. He's like, oh, it's on. Right. He's, he goes, this might be a fight. So he walks over to him and it, Colby's like, Dude, I'm a huge fan. Just let you know, I'm doing this stuff because you know. Yeah, Kobe's make a money. normal. Yeah, he's fucking like, dude, he's such a good person. That's, that's what he's in. He's like, dude, he's such a cool. He was super I'm cool. I'm telling you, that's awesome. why I rep Kobe. He's and you guys know him as Kobe, this heel for the UFC. It's all WWE shit. He wants to be the heel. I'd be willing to bet. You know, I'd have to see his bank account. But if you went to Kobe, like, hey, if you could go back, would you continue to do this heel? thing like the whole trump stuff all the strippers all the shit the shit you talk about brazil would you continue to do that if you knew this was going to be the result being as good as a fighter because you don't need to do it now it's the chael sonin kind of game plan there but heavy lies the crown man it you know it has to be exhausting for him with social media and all that shit mm -hmm. yeah but i mean despite all this obviously gilbert burns <laughs> still called him out because he's like the next guy in the, get the title. Yeah, so, yeah. It, I mean, yeah. But it's, just, it's refreshing to see. Yeah. But what this. have I told you guys? That's why I fuck with Colby. Even Dylan Danis. Dylan Danis, off camera, great it guy. Seems like a nice Colby, guy. I even told Colby, dude, with me, you don't have to do this, man. He's like, yeah, but it's on YouTube. It's a TV show. We got to do this. I'm like, ugh. I'm <laughs> telling you, man. People would love you so much more if they got to know the real Colby. Such a good person. Mm. Good, good human being, dude. But he does all this other shit, you know? Yeah. But you'd have to look at his bank account and be like, was it worth it? When you walk down the street and you get yelled at and you get told things, you have to have security. You know, you don't have kids now, but if you did, is it worth it, dude? I don't Curious know. what he'd say. Yeah. Should probably give him a uh, food truck. For sure. This we haven't heard for a while. Sage Northcutt. He's going to be returning to one on one on Prime Video 10 after four years of not fighting. And he's fighting a guy named Ahmed mushtaba and that's his debut in your area oh shit that's where my first fight ever was at first first bank center in broomfield yeah so i looked up the other guy's uh record he's pretty legit 10 and 2 um the last two fights he won yeah sage northcutt just came at a bad time when when they were just throwing guys to the fucking wolves now they realize you can't do that you're killing your your stars so you mm -hmm. see what they do with Patty Pimlet. see what they're doing with Sugar Sean. They should have done the same thing with Sage. They just threw him to the fucking wolves. Even yeah. with him, you know, when he fought fucking, um, what's his name? I know. He's I keep, retired. I was like, yeah. oh, wait, who retired? Yeah, he retired. Cosmo. Yeah, Cosmo, Cosmo Alexander. Alexander. Yeah. Awful fight go. for that kid. Yeah, Awful that fucking horrible. fight. Nobody's looking out for him. He shouldn't have been fighting Brian Barberina. Shouldn't have been fighting Mickey Gall. You know, he's just not there yet. And it fucks your career. The, the, your memory career is a marathon, not sprint. They put him in that sprinting lane he got fucked with. But even at one championship, dude, Cosmo, what are we doing? I know, that was World-class kickboxer? Fucked him up, dude. Destroyed his face. In 30 seconds. Yeah, well. 
And I don't think he's a smart kid. I think he was an engineer major at fucking Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. You left that to fight Cosmo Alexander? You get knocked out in 30 seconds? The fuck we doing? Yeah. A lot of damage in that fight. Uh, speaking of one, I remember we talked about this last week. Um, Chatri Sityadong, the CEO, the president of uh, One Championship, said that Alistair Overeem contacted them about their open weight Muay Thai, you know, bout or uh, Grand Prix that you could win a million dollars for the grand prize. And then Alexander, or what the fuck, Alexander, uh, Alistair Overeem posted this later on on his Instagram. Just set the record straight. I'm on a holiday in Thailand. It was invited to one FC event in Bangkok, heavy on the cock. As a fan of the sport, I always enjoyed watching some good fights. Just a visitor, nothing more, nothing less. So for all the people who love to spread rumors, sorry, guys. No gossip here. I'm dedicated to glory kickboxing. So that is so instead of being fun to see versus Rudetang. Oh, <laughs> just open Rudetang. Yeah, yeah, that'd be Rutting. insane. No, Hilarious. nothing happened though. But so Shatri said it was complete BS that he did contact one of the guys at one championship, right? So he doesn't want he don't want to call uh, Alistair out for bullshitting. But Shatri doesn't need to lie either. No. Um, hold on, I had something highlighted here. Oh, here we go. He reached out to Rick, the senior director of competition, to be very specific. And then they asked me, should we let Overham come? I said, sure. So that's how it happened. I don't mean to make Alistair look bad, but no, Alistair, we did not invite you. I'm only reacting to social media posts. We did not invite him. And then that's apparently Alistair sitting by himself at the event. Interesting. And then, yeah, anyways. So um, the whole thing was Alistair had contacted them because he's interested in, you know, Getting, being in the Grand Prix because it's a million dollar grand prize, which is awesome. He said, but I was for a little bit for him to say we inv- invited him. No, we didn't. We had no idea it was even mm-hmm. in Thailand. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with Chachi on this. Yeah. I, dude, why wouldn't you ask about a million dollar grand prize? Oh, I agree. Yeah. So, okay. What's up with this? Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure Glory probably heard about it and like, what the f- you can't so, be doing. Yeah, I was just trying to save face now. Good for him. Um, oh, the power. We haven't been in there since I watched Power oh, Slap. My gosh. Did huh? you watch it? Wait, did you, did you watch it? Oh, yeah. No freaking way! Oh yeah, on TBS. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't have t- I don't have it's regular set on TV. My DVR. So. It oh is my a shit show, dude. I my my girl could not stop laughing. She's like, "This this is real." I'm like, "This is real." She couldn't stop laughing. It, it's the stupidest shit. I can't believe we're in 2023. This thing's on TBS. I on know TV, and the guys are like all out of shape with guts and stuff. You're like, "What the fuck?" It, Make him take the shirts off. <laughs> it's not combat sports if they have shirts on. Yeah, they're wearing what do you call those? The jujitsu stuff. Yeah, they're wearing like uh, uh, yeah rash guards. Yeah, they're, they're wearing like, they're wearing like tight Under Armour outfits. Yeah. Like no, no, make them take the shirts off. If it's actual combat sports, make them take shirts off. You can't because they look like melted fucking cheese. Yeah, dude. If so, you watch it. It's, to me, it just if you're a fighter. You should know that Dana White is the president of the UFC doesn't give a flying fuck about your health. This guy's going to invest in power slap fight league. The only thing, the only premises of this show is to provide the most CT, most brain damage That's possible. That's the problem, yeah. And then they clearly get concussed and get back up and then get slapped again. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. They go, come on, get up, get up. And they're like, whack. That's freaking terrible and then there's one dude clearly ton of sugar in his tank some big black dude i mean ton of sugar in his tank he's all mm. 
Dan was like, wow. Yeah. And he was like, and this just goes to God. He goes, this just goes to show you just because you're an MMA fighter doesn't mean you're good at slap boxing or slap fighting. It's like, well, no, like that dude was like, oh, he did it twice. The guy was just hitting the piss out of him. Then he'd be like, my turn. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, you're the wrong sport overall, dude. And I love the Dana. I think it's uh, McManyard. They're back there in the green room with the other power slap league guys or whatever. Athletes. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess. <laughs> dude, they're back there. And there's only so many things you can say about slapping. Like that first year, like, all right, checks the box. I'm like, damn, this gin's crazy. That was a hard slap. And then after like 10, I'm like, oh, uh, man, I can't get a chin. Man, that slap was crazy. Like, there's nothing. It's just on yeah, it's repeat. A slap. I mean, man, I guess slapped the shit out of him. It's, it's nuts. And the the, uh, the people, you know, the, the, the public has spoken. That thing did not go well. Mm. Like, low views. Um, and it's, I just don't understand if I'm Dana White. And the same thing with The Rock, too. You guys are good, right? Like, what are you doing? Like, The Rock has this energy drink. Is it? What are you doing? You have 50 major motion pictures lined up in the next two years. Why are you doing an energy drink? For Dana, it's like, dude, what do you have? 500 million sold the UFC, the face UFC, best promoter ever do it, hat, kudos, half out. Why would you punch down and do slap fight? For what? For, is it a money play? What's the point? Are you that bored of MMA? It, it just it doesn't make sense to me. Who told him to do this? And then to use the UFC social media to promote it. That's the stuff that I was looking at here that was honestly. I, I just think it sets the sport back because if if you've been a fan, you're like, God, this is stupid. If you're a new fan, you're kind of like, oh, this is so barbaric. This is stupid. Mm. It just sets the sport back that they've worked how long? How many years has the UFC, UFC brass, and the staff that's been there for years, and the fighters involved who've literally risked their health, their well-being, their brains, they've moved this sport how far down the field? And then to market to the slap fighting, it goes all the way back. Because now it, these politicians or the other people are just getting the sport and go, oh, my God, that's, I mean, that takes no skill. That's just, they're just slapping each other. Just big, out-of-shape dudes slapping each other. Yeah. So all this work you've done, this just proves to me we're not a major sport. We're not a top five major sport. It, you've done all this work to move the football down the field, and then you go all the way back and restart. It's like, yeah, that's human cockfighting. This MMA is, is not. Yeah. MMA is legit. Yeah. Professional athletes, some of the best athletes, toughest athletes in the world, toughest job, toughest gig in the world. But when you associate it with hands fighting, slapping, the fuck you want to call it, whoop, we go all the way back. There's no way that thing's on it. Like, I would love to do a companion for the championship. It's so ridiculous and hilarious. I'd love to get some comics and fighters together, do a fight campaign for the championship. I don't think it's going to make it there. Mm. I don't think it's going to be on that long. And hey, hey, fighters out there, when you watch this, think about this. Las Vegas Commission sanctions this. You think Dana, the commission of Las Vegas, Anyone that's supposed to be in charge of your health gives a flying fuck about your health. They commission human slap fighting. You out of your mind? Mm. And for Dana, like, that's your boss, man. He sanctions things. He's the face of it. 
He's the one that brought this to the table. A man who's going to do that, you think he gives a fuck about your well-being when you retire from the UFC? This guy's trying to squeeze every dime he can out of human cockfighting. They're slapping each other. He's putting all his resources that he's worked all this time for, all his hard work, all his dedication. He's pissing it down the toilet to make a buck on slap fighting. Now, let me ask you something. You think Dana White actually considers slap fighting a sport? You think Dana White's actually really, really passionate about two human beings slapping each other? No. It's his new puppy. It's a new project. Some for, to do, some for him to do because he's clearly bored as shit with the UFC. So this is his next conquest. And it's fucking stupid. For a guy that's made so much money, who's supposed to be so smart, the best promoter we've ever seen in combat sports, uh, probably one of the best promoters, the best uh, professional sports uh, presidents, how the, in the world are you so fucking stupid? It's insane to me. I watched it just for the... Car wreck? Car wreck. It's like when I turn on the World Star, when I check out a shooting, I'm like, I, I got to see it. Mm. But I'm going, I'm like, God, I got to, man, this technique, when he slapped his girlfriend, man, that shit was, they should, they should air this on TBS every night. I would assume with the backlash they're receiving, it, there's no, I would be very surprised if it makes it all eight weeks of the championship. I'd be very surprised if we're doing a fight companion on TBS. I think it's going to have to go to UFC Fight Pass. I can't imagine the last thing. But just, just, just look at these fucking morons. This, this guy from MTV, like, hey, everybody, check out, check out the slap fighting. Yeah, so there's a bunch of different uh, promotions for it. Just, it's everybody selling their soul. I know. Again, this is what you want you guys to realize. This is how powerful Dana White is. Look at the huge names on here. Marketing slap fighting look at this guy chris jericho the thing that blew me up the people. most this is bumming me out the most with daniel daniel cormier did it d dc <laughs> daniel cormier how dare you he's so much better than this but again dana's your boss yeah you got it yeah that's that's what dude when i worked for showtime i had to promote shitty boxing some <laughs> bad bellator fights i didn't want to do they're paying my bills. Yeah, you got to do it. So if this was a Showtime thing and they're doing Fight Slap League, you bet your ass, like, you guys, make sure you, it's crazy. It's so fun. <laughs> these these athletes and these rash guards and their tits and guts hanging on the table, their technique's insane. You'd see me doing it. That's, yeah. that's all that's going on here. Mario Lopez. <laughs> Mario Lopez. Love Mario. Oh, my gosh. You yeah. think Mario Lopez? You think DC, who's... Bar none, top five people to ever step barefoot in that fucking octagon. You think he has any respect for the slap fight league? No. You got to do it, man. Sucks, but <laughs> yeah, man. Is that is Mario Lopez's last one? Mario's. You want to hear this one? Sure. All right, let me refresh. Is there more than? I don't like to. Power slap. Hold on. Road to the title from here. Hey, pause it real quick. Pause it. And now remember, this slap fight league, the brain trauma, clearly brain trauma. The one girl got slapped so hard, she did a flip. She fell down, did a flip. Yep. 
it was so and no one held her Nothing. they just let her go like what the fuck? my favorite is to see like uh uh what's the name uh herzog the, like legit refs be like all right left or right hand right hand slap him 15 15 seconds blue you're like hey herzog take it easy and you can tell even they're nervous they're like what the fuck am i like doing? Well, what are I they i guess doing? i'm on tbs yeah, it's terrible. Let me see. Let me see, Mario. They'll slap the spit out of each other. I know I do. Power slap. Road to the title premieres tonight on TBS. Shout out to my boy Dana White. And listen, if you don't know, now you know. Check it out. No, I don't know. No, I don't know. Tell me what I should know. Oh my gosh. I, out of all the shit to invest your money in for Dana, it's like, dude, you've literally. Work your ass off, and God bless you, man. You're the perfect guy for the job. You took the UFC as far as it could go. And then you wipe all that shit out and do that. This would be like Celine Dion doing OnlyFans. <laughs> like, well, what? You're set. Keep singing. She's like, no, I'm sick of singing, man. I'm going to suck some dick on OnlyFans. Like, oh, my God. You've ruined your career. Why? I, 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 I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. And also... It's been around forever. Russians have been doing this for fucking ever. They, they do medieval fighting. They do slap. They, they've been slapping the fuck out of each other forever. This isn't new. This has been around in the 90s. This is going on. This is nothing new. Dana didn't reinvent the wheel here. Slap fighting has been around forever. What's next, Dana? Arm wrestling? There's more technique in arm wrestling. Ask Sylvester Stallone over the top. 80s movie. Check it out. Truck driver, badass. There's more technique in arm wrestling than slap fighting. But how if I'm a dude, if I'm a fighter, I'm so I should be soaking. I don't know what the fuck it's gonna take for you guys to realize. You better get yours when you're in there, man. Fucking hold out for the most money possible. This is why Francis fucking left. Nobody gives a flying fuck about you guys, especially not the bald guy who's writing your checks who is doing everything in his power to make slapping people popular. It's nuts to me. Nuts. There's no way that's on TBS. There's the championship stuff, I hope it is because we do a campaign. I'd be very surprised. The backlash that they got, nuts. Dude. It might make it to the championship, but then I think it's gone after that. There's, there's TBS no like, way. we're good. We're good. Yeah. We're just going to keep playing uh, fucking uh, Ninja Warrior. Yeah, that's just insane. It's it's my in 2023 for the commission to sanction that. It makes no sense. And you think they give a fuck about football players? The Nevada Athletic State Commission is supposed to be in charge of fighters' health. We're like, hell yeah, dude, that looks healthy. In what respect is that healthy? I would love to hear it. Different than fighting. Different than fight. The goal of fighting is to hit and not get hit. In that hobby, the goal is to get hit and take it. Figure it out. This doctor, PhD, said this is so sad. Note the fencing posture when the first brain injury. He may never be the same. TBS Network should be ashamed. Pure uh, exploitation. What's next? Who can survive a stabbing? Dan's like, can I make money on that? <laughs> So this guy, he got, I don't, we can't, I don't know if we can show the video, but he got jacked up. And the way his, his posture was, like, but he's saying, yeah, the way it is, it's like, that, that's a sign of potentially 
you know, you real think? brain damage. Yeah. How about the fucking girl who gets slapped so hard with the girl who's pretty hot, gets slapped silly, does a fucking flip. This guy Founding was- CEO of Concussion LF, neuroscientist. Former WWE superstar, too. Fighting to NCT and concussion safety without compromise. Well, where were you? <laughs> and isn't it crazy? Like, just a week before this bullshit slap fight league aired, right before that, we're all worried about Hamlin, right? Well, safety of everybody. Oh, my God. And then Dan's like, yeah, you guys are worried about safety? I know I just slapped my wife. Check this new fight league out. What? Yeah. How his PR team and all that stuff is like, dude, now's not the time. How in their Monday morning marketing question, I'm just, listen, I'm, I know I got to post for you and do all the slap fight stuff, which I don't know if you see the comments. Fans fucking hate. Just start it on your own, but you're, you know, it's your business. Um, real quick, how much money do you need? Are you not set? Are you going to do a crypto scheme next? Like, what are we doing? Why are you doing this? Why are we doing this? I, I don't get it. Fear him. Why do it? I don't know either. It's such a... That's terrible. Uh, so this is sort of related to that. Some ex-employees of the UFC, they're, they're telling this... Uh, was it front... Hold on one second. I think front office sports or something, they were telling this uh, website or whatever. Doesn't matter. Like, uh, yeah. So basically, they're saying how why he doesn't get sanctioned for him slapping his wife, why, why he's you know powerful. So this is some of the said, stuff they those said. Those inside knew nothing was going to happen. I think we all called that. Dan's that powerful. In any other sport, a league president putting his hand on his wife would lead to immediate action. It's sad and disgusting at the same time. He convinced Ari that he has the secret sauce. Endeavor thinks that there's nobody but Dan who can run the UFC. Dan will tip a doorman a thousand hotel, but if anyone comes to his office, asks for a raise, that pisses him off. It's so bizarre to Dana. Money is love. It's not seen as an instrument to buy goods or services. If you're asking for money, it means you don't love him. It's very primitive. Yeah, so these are insiders, essentially, apparently, saying that. Yeah. Yeah, there has to be something going on. It's just something's going on there. Mm-hmm. And I love, like, the big, like, shakers and movers in the UFC. People we all know can't say shit because they work for the UFC. It's just so corrupt, dude. It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. Anybody else, if that was me, Brendan Chubb, and you caught me on video slapping my wife, and then I was the face of the slap league, <laughs> what, what would happen on the internet? What would happen to my yeah. life? Yep. Um. All right, moving past that, this is Demetrius Johnson talking about how much money he made in the UFC. Apparently, he didn't get pay, uh, pay-per-view points for a, a while. He was a little off on this, though. Okay. I, I saw someone uh, jumped into it. I was like, mm, actually, he was a little off on the numbers. Now, granted, I think the only one was like 130, 130 for you know, the pound-for-pound pound champ at the time. He said, so when I fought Dominic Cruz for the BAM tie, I was fighting for 14K to show, 14 to win. Lost to Dominic Cruz. I made 14K. Then I was about to fight Eddie Wineland. But that didn't go through, so I fought Ian McCall in Australia. I was still on that same contract, and then I got a new contract. When I fought Ian for a second time, I think I got bumped up 20 and 20. Mm-hmm. Then I fought uh, Joey Benavidez. Shout out to Joey. Uh, mm-hmm. was still on a 20, 20K and 20K. When I fought John Dots, I made 23 and 23. Uh, John Moraga, 26, 26. Joey again, 30 and 30. 
I finally got a new contract as champion. I think it was 125 and 50K, but didn't get pay-per-view points. Um, if you get on the card with Conor McGregor, he does 2.1 million buys. You just do the fucking math. You're going to make a shitload of money. Yeah, that's tough because at that weight class, especially back then, uh-huh. there was a huge demand. It's tough. Yeah, but I mean, the, isn't all champions, aren't all champions supposed to get that pay-per-view cut? It's kind of weird that he didn't get his. Well, you don't get it being the champion one time. I think you have to defend that. Like, there's a oh, there's okay. some some weird language in the contract. Like, you can't. You just don't become like Jamal Hill's not getting pay per view points now. So here, it just because he's getting champions next one, he won't. So it's DJ talking about the UFC contract, he was stuck making thirty and thirty in his third title defense. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but that's also a while ago. Yeah, somebody changed. He said, "I'm." <laughs> He goes, I'm going on my seventh or eighth title defense. You got CM Punk over here, and he's making 500K in his second fight in the UFC. That's where the chip on my shoulder came from. Yeah, that's pretty fucking insane. But how much more famous? How many more pay per view buys? That's the thing. It's a business. Yeah, that's the thing. UFC's going, people aren't buying to watch Mm -hmm. a 125-pound guy destroy people. CM Punk has a huge fan base. We can actually do the math. At low estimates, he brings in this much. That's why I bring in 500K. Yeah. And people want to shit on CM Punk for that, but if you're CM Punk, what's he supposed to do? No, 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 no. Please pay me less. No, no, no. no. Please pay me way less. Like, what's he? He's like, yeah, I'll take 500K to fight. Yeah. You know, I have no business being here. What do you want me to do? So I don't get mad at CM Punk. Yeah. What else you got? So Greg Hardy's supposed to make his debut at BKFC. There's going to be a problem in that. February 17th, but yeah. no opponent so far, but February what 17th. Poor soul's going to sign up to fight Greg Hardy and Bare Knuckle. Bare Knuckle. Tough gig. Yeah. This is Sean Strickland. With oh, I dude. love this. I tweet this out. Go, I'd pay to see this. <laughs> so this guy, he's a viral star because of his uh, tactical, whatever, defense training stuff. But then a lot of people call him fake. But this is Sean Strickland with him at a gun shop. So was, well, I will say this. Don't say well twice. Uh, well, I will say that felt mildly uncomfortable. I think I should start a self-defense program. What should I call it? Last time I get invited to any events. Thanks for having me at the gun store. Yeah, Sean Strickland does not play your bullshit. Like, he was not the, for this self-defense guy, like, if you are, like, a, a gimmick, Sean Strickland is not the guy to invite to, to play ball with you. Sean Strickland has a no bullshit meter. He's just, you know, he's savage, man. Let me see this. You're going to come here. Oh, God. The guy's like, oh, fuck. Hey, whoa. I know. Hey. So he dropped this huge entire glass. But uh, then apparently that case. guy, have you seen this? That guy talked shit about Sean Strickland. Oh, really? Oh, you haven't seen this? Sean mm-hmm. Strickland was like, hold up. That's what I posted. Sean Strickland was like, I will fly you out, put you in whatever hotel you want. Oh, that guy. I'll put 200K, that guy. No, he's talking about this guy. I thought it was a different guy. No, it's this guy. Oh, he's okay. like, oh, I'll pay you 200K in cash. I'll, we'll put it in the sand. And if you beat me, you take that cash. He's like, nobody has to be there. Let's see how it goes for you. Uh-huh. That guy, I'm like, you know what Sean Strickland would do to you, dude? You better come with a gun. If it's just a straight MMA fight in the sand, nobody can watch. Dude, I would bet all my money Sean Strickland walks back and back on Instagram. Mm -hmm. He's going to kill you, dude. Yeah. It's how delusional are people, though? Insane. Yeah. To me, it's just like a gimmick thing, but I don't know if he's actually really truly believes that he's a. Like a whatever. Sound it that way, though. An amazing self defense guy. I don't know. 
I don't know. Maybe he's not very familiar with MMA, but someone, I mean, literally pick any other fighter on the roster. Don't invite Sean Strickland to play ball with you if yeah. you're a self-defense guru. It's hilarious. It is. I saw this sparring footage recently from Luke Rockhold. And um, so he posts here, we still hear it's comeback season. So alluding to the fact that he might be coming this back. This person, I took the words out of my mouth. Rockhold versus Till is the fight to make. 110%. Mm, that's actually really good. Great fight. Both right. need to win. You know, both, you know, they're famous, but they both need to win. Yeah. yeah. Loser leaves. Perfect for both their yeah. timing. Yeah. yeah. This is MVP. Michael Venom Page, he just posted a couple old videos of him doing karate. They're pretty dope. So really? I'll just play it for you. I don't, Jesus can't play, Christ. Can't play sound. And then he just starts breakdancing after that. But that guy it's got like the jacked up. League. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And he just starts breakdancing. You know how embarrassing that'd be if you're that guy? Just starts breakdancing. That, that was a savage knockout. It says since 19. So I guess he's 19 years old here. Or maybe 2019. I don't know. But boom. boom. Yeah, that's crazy. Then he had this one where he does like a hurricane kick. He's in the black, all black. Hurricane kick? Oh, you'll see him flip right here. Watch. Right there. Whoosh. I guess that's a hurricane God clip. Damn, kick. he is athletic. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's it, dude. There's no. Uh, that was fun, though. There's no fights coming up. That was fun. That's it, kids. That is it. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Shout out to Jamal Hill, the light heavyweight champion of the world. Shout out to Bram Moreno, closing that quadruple fight uh, series. Um, fun time, man. Shout out to Sean Strickland for beating up that self-defense guru. And hopefully you guys do fight in the desert. And definitely I will pay for that. Or I'll, If there can be fans, I will fly out there for that. Um, but on tour, shout out to Tampa. Thanks for the great time. Thanks for coming out to the shows. Uh, next time uh, I'll be around doing spots around LA all this week and next week, but I'm in Springfield, Missouri, February 3rd and 4th. That's Friday, Saturday, only Springfield, Missouri. And then I'm back in Florida, Naples, Florida. When we do some fishing out there, Chin, if you want to come. Oh, yeah. Naples, Florida, February 16th through the 18th. Bakersfield is one night only. That thing's almost sold out. Bakersfield, California, February 23rd. Bakersfield, shout out to Corn. They're from Bakersfield. Um, and then Oklahoma City is March 9th through the 11th. Uh, we're going to have to uh, redo Bray, I think. Right now, we have just the March 3rd. That's a Friday. But um, we'll see if that happens. I'm going to have to do a companion for that. But the 4th, we have a companion. But you have Oklahoma City, March 9th through the 11th. Tacoma, March 23rd through 25th. Uh, but get your ticket. Springfield, Missouri. Never been there. Come on out, kids. The Napal, Florida. Come on out. Bakersfield, February 23rd. One show only. Come on out. That's it. Get that sweet award-winning Thick Nectar at ThickBoy.com. We have new merch dropping as well. So uh, everything you need, ThickBoy.com. All right, kids, thanks for liking, watching. Please like, subscribe. Let's keep it going, 2023. If you haven't checked out yet, the John Anik Food Truck Diaries, one of my favorite one, is available right now. Uh, John's one of my favorites. So go check it out right now on Thick Boy YouTube, the uh, John Anik Food Diary. And that's it. Love you guys. Springfield, Missouri. See you next uh, Friday and Saturday. Be safe, be nice to each other, I'm out.